Experience worship. True worship. Experience the word. Bringing you wholeness. Experience the warmth of fellowship. Experience wholeness at Lighthouse. Join us every Sunday and Wednesday at the Lighthouse. House 7, Plot 2 Stroke 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. Visit our website at www.lighthousenergy.org or contact us at info at lighthousenergy.org. The Lighthouse, lighting your pathway to destiny. Amen. Good evening, church. Welcome somebody next to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. All right. I'm, at, as, I'm as expectant as you're expectant tonight. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen and amen. But I'm just, just sure that God is definitely going to lead us safely to shore. You know, by the virtue of, you know, tonight in the name of Jesus. Once again, I want to say a big thank you to um, Pastor Aya Daniels, our lead pastor, you know, and a co-lead pastor, Pastor Larkett, you know, Pastor Banger, you know, Committee of Pastors in the Lighthouse, you know, the ministers, thank you so much for this opportunity tonight. Glory to God. I'm just so excited about what God is here again to do tonight. You know, whilst I was just praying that prayer, you know, Galatians 1.24 comes to my mind that will be our testimony. Paul said, said, and they glorify God in me. Hallelujah. You know, I'm just trusting God as God leads us through this series, you know, um, God is going to be taking glory in our lives and men will be glorifying God in our lives as well. Hallelujah. Galatians 1 verse 24. That was the testimony of Paul. He said, and they glorified God. Amen. Amen and amen. You know, our conversation tonight is going to be in four parts. You know, I'm just going to put up a slide on the screen just to help our minds. And then we'll be able to talk through, you know, um, through as God helps us tonight. Amen and amen. I'm here to be blessed as much as you are, right? And I trust that the Lord himself that has the word of life will definitely communicate his counsel to us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Church, are you ready for God's goodness tonight? Hallelujah. All right, please, you can help me with that slide on the screen if you have it. So just um, to paint a picture in, in our minds, and we can then, you know, run together tonight. You know, last week's um, Wednesday, I remember we talked about the theme around our conversation last week, you know, Wednesday was, you know, how that God wanted us to see, you know, um, is calling, so I'm calling us to a place where we begin to become rich towards God, being rich towards God. I remember we talked around it, you know, Luke chapter 12, you know, we highlighted in Luke chapter 12 verse 21, talking about, you know, a man, you know, that Jesus talked about as a parable, you know, um, he amounts many wealth, but he was not rich towards God. And we considered four quadrants, you know, um, those that the foolish and the wise, right? Can you remember and remind me of the foolish people? Okay, people that don't have savings and investment, but they are not rich towards God. Those that have savings and investment and they are not rich towards God. Those that are wise are those that, you know, are rich towards God, but some people don't have savings and investment. Some people have savings and investment. You know, the wiser people are those that have savings and investment and they are rich towards God. You know, the people that are rich towards God, passionate about God, but, you know, there is no substance, you know, that they can use to actually communicate God's will. And then, I believe that God has brought us to a great place. And as I like I said last week, Wednesday, every of these messages we are listening to is forming paradigms in our minds. You know, the way we begin to see, you know, things in a new light and new perspective. So tonight, uh, we're going to climax that and take it a little deep. I'm, I'm, I'm taking it a little further tonight. Hallelujah. Remember, Luke chapter 12, verse 21. You know, um, such is that man, you know, who gathers up, you know, and lays up treasures for himself, but he's not rich towards God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Please, that screen is going to help us. You know, Philippians chapter 2, verse 19 to 21. I want you to please look at this scripture very, 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 very critically and close this night. Philippians chapter 2. So I have four quadrants there. We, we start out and just talk about general kingdom wealth matters. You know, we'll go on to um, principles that govern you know, kingdom wealth and act that trigger them. Hallelujah. You know, um, money fact and right approach to giving. And then, you know, the last thing, you know, uh, we're going to consider tonight. Discovery comes with consistency. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So um, the first contract is just to talk about general family matters, you know, and just speak to things and then we'll proceed from there. Philippians chapter 2, Philippians chapter 2, verse 19 to 21. Philippians chapter 2 and verse 19 
you know, 21. Please help me with that scripture. The Bible says, but I trust in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you shortly, that I also may be encouraged when I know your state. Verse 20, quickly. For I have no one like-minded who will sincerely care for your state. Hallelujah. Please, I, I think you help us in the Passion or the New Living Translation, you know, for the bulk of the, I mean, scriptures we're going to be reading tonight. Passion or New Living Translation. Passion, New Living Translation. Hallelujah. All right. It says, if the Lord Jesus will, if, if the Lord Jesus, okay, verse 20 now, I have no one else like Timothy. Who is on the console, please? Verse 19 now. What are you doing? What verse? Just give me verse 19 and let's move. Verse 19. All right, awesome. If the Lord Jesus is willing, I hope to send Timothy to you soon for your visit. Then he can cheer me up by telling me how you are getting along. Verse 20 now. I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. Look at verse 21. Amazing now. He says, all the others care only for themselves and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. Like we said in Luke 12 verse 21, people are man's wealth. You know, um, but God is looking for believers that will not just care about matters that concerns them, but about matters of Jesus Christ. Are we getting me tonight? Being reached towards God. Hallelujah. First Corinthians chapter one verse twenty-six. First Corinthians chapter one verse twenty-six. First Corinthians chapter one verse twenty-six. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. First Corinthians one twenty-six. G. I mean, Paul was speaking. He was talking to the sect of people around that time, you know, and he was communicating these matters to them. And please, I want us to look at this very critically tonight. You know, let's start from verse twenty-five, please. Verse twenty-five. Verse twenty-five. All right. Verse twenty-five. This foolish plan of God is wiser than the wisest of human plans, and God's weakness is stronger than the greatest of human strength. Now look at what Paul said in verse twenty-six. Right. He said, "Remember." Dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy. None of you, what did he say now? If that few of you were wise in the world's high or powerful or wealthy when God called you. Let's have it in the KJV. KJV. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise are according to the flesh, not many mighty and many noble are called. Verse 27 now. Verse 27. But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. You know, the understanding that the Holy Spirit brought out of the scripture for me to communicate to our heart tonight, like I said, we're just considering quick family matters here tonight, is as God begins to lead us to a place of wealth, we have been learning a couple things. God has been opening our minds around investment, around kingdom wealth, you know, and he's been bringing us certain instructions. He says, he said to say to us tonight that no one is too significant to be used of God. And no one will be too insignificant to be used of God. Hallelujah. Are you, I will meet you tonight. So whatever cater, whatever position you have in the kingdom, God is saying to us tonight to note there will be no one that will be too insignificant to be used of God. And as we grow... As we amass wealth, as God begins to expand our territories, as God begins to bring us to wide open spaces, do not become, come to a place where you become too significant to be used of God. Are you mature tonight? Don't get to a place where you begin to forget the Lord that brought you out of the mire clay and set you now on the feet. And this is a critical matter. Because God, as I will say, is not afraid to commit kingdom resource to you. What God is looking at is, will these things take you away from you? And it's very important. Hallelujah. You remember the Bible? You know, I want to spend a little time on no one will be too insignificant. Look at the example of Jesus. God sent Jesus to die for us. Look at the kind of death that Jesus died. Jesus came. He was born in the manger. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When, when um, he was going to be choosing his disciples, he chose fishermen. I'm trying to portray the fact that no one will be too insignificant. Are you getting me sure tonight? To be used of God. Look at the example God himself laid through Jesus Christ. Jesus was born in a manger. Many of us would have loved to be born in maybe um, Reddington. What's the name of the hospital? You know, if you had the opportunity to choose the hospital you're going to be born, I'm not sure you're going to choose the manger. Hallelujah. You know, just think about, cast your mind about, I mean, on all the best or kind of opportunities you like to, to, to leave, I mean, to have been born. You will not choose a manger. But God was making a statement known that, see, even in the insignificant matters, I'm still bringing my glory out of it. So the encouragement tonight is whatever stage you are, God is working out his purpose and plans in your life. Hallelujah. God is calling us as believers, light us particularly to lighten pathways, the pathways of men unto destiny. And I like us to take note of this tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
Are you me church tonight? Irrespective of the place you are with God, as you just keep following him, keep trusting him, keep building up, he's going to bring you safely to shore. Are you with me church tonight? So the matter is, God, through Jesus, Jesus was born in the manger. Hallelujah. You know, he was going to choose people that he was going to work with. He didn't choose guys from KPMG or whatever, but please don't misunderstand me tonight. Amen and amen. You know, he chose fishermen. People that were seemingly not to be reckoned with. Hallelujah. You know, was using weak things. Look at the scripture we read, first Corinthians. Using weak things to confound the wise. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Using weak things to confound the strong and using foolish things to confound the wise. When he was going to choose people he was going to work with, he chose people that seemingly were not insignificant. Insignificant people. Hallelujah. You know, you know, um, um, look at the kind of death he died. He chose the death of the cross. Some people would like to die in a limousine. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. If you have the opportunity to choose the kind of death you die, I'm, I'm sure you're going to choose to die in, in a great, very good place. You know, and all that stuff. But God is saying to us that, see, you are not too insignificant. He's making a story out of our lives. Are you with me sure tonight? Galatians 1 verse 24, he said, and they glorified God in me. And I pray tonight for us that God will be glorified in our lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus. The more instructive part, I wanted to see as I started this, I'm going to say tonight is not going to be more of informative, it's going to be more of instructive. You know, the second part is we must not get to a place where we forget the God that brought us out of the miracle. That you become too significant to be used of God. Hallelujah. You remember Cornelius? Cornelius sent for Peter. And when Peter came, the Bible, you know, recorded that Cornelius went down to greet Peter. Hallelujah. However, significant, rich, but he still responded to the dealings of God. Are you with me, church, tonight? You don't grow too much that you can't even respect your pastors or your leaders anymore. Do you understand what I'm trying to say tonight? You don't forget the place God took you out from. A vital scripture and a vital verse for those as we rise. Because all of us, God is taking us to prominence. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. It says, remember the Lord your God. For it's he that gives you power to get wealth. Hallelujah. Remember, don't forget. Look at Cornelius. Cornelius didn't go to a place where he became too significant to still obey the voice of God. Are you mature tonight? Are you mature tonight? Glory to God. Are you getting something? Cornelius didn't get to a point where he became too significant to be used of God. Hallelujah. You know, Joseph Arimathea was not too significant to be used of God. He was still serving the purpose of God as he grew up in wealth and significance. Church, are you getting me tonight? It's very critical. It's very critical. Keep we must keep our connection to the source that produced us. Hallelujah. Never forget the labors that produced you. Are you a mature tonight? Don't go to a point where you now get out of the hospitals of you know, the, 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 the community that actually produced you. Hallelujah. You grow too big now that you, know, you can't actually even respect and honor the people God has placed around you. Do you understand me tonight? It's critical. We read in 1 Timothy 6 verse 7. It said, say to them that are rich. Because riches has a way to actually make us pompous. And that's why I said the family conversation tonight. Because if God can get us to a point where our heart is still secured in him, he's not going to be afraid. Well, God cannot even be afraid. He can, he can dispel and distill every wealth and riches available to us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Second category of conversation. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Rusha so, no one will be too insignificant to be used of God. And we must not go to a point where we become too significant, you know, to be used of God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So, I like to say, for the rising, no matter where you are, you can make progress forward. And never see or see yourself that you are grasped up on your own sight. No matter where you are. For the reason, never forget your source. As we read in Deuteronomy chapter 8 verse 18. Quick cancels, you know, as the Holy Spirit just propped up this word in my heart, permit me, like I said, it's just a family conversation, you know, to just put it out there. Um, do well, let's make a practice, you know, send love notes to our pastors. It just came up in my heart, like, you know, was it yesterday day before yesterday? You know, um, and like I said, it's more of a family conversation, this first session, you know, um, as, as a woman in the house, send a love note to Pastor Lucky, because I'm just thinking about you. I'm, I'm praying for you. Do you understand me, church, tonight? You know, men say that to pastor. I'm, I'm thinking about you, pastor. I'm praying for you. Thanks for the work you are doing in the viand of the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So this just came as instructions. Amen and amen. Always come with a gift item. Hallelujah. Come with a gift item. You know, be a blessing to those that God is using to bless you. Hallelujah. 
help us in the lighthouse community look out for people in the community rather than complain about the shoe of that brother that is oversegbe why not hacks walk up alpha kilunshele be a blessing are you in me church tonight you know be a blessing how can i help you how can i actually help you close the gap between your current realities and your actual potentials in god glory to god be of support lend a helping hand hallelujah glory to god and to the helpy don't develop an entitlement mentality don't develop a beggarly spirit hallelujah you know i heard the story of a woman you know god impressed on the heart of a man of god to actually be a blessing to her you know as son she became a widow and i said last week son i'm um, last week wednesday that um your circumstance should not define who you are purpose should actually define who you are in god do you understand what i'm trying to say a widow that loves her husband you know is a widow by circumstance but that's that's not who she had in purpose who she is in purpose do you understand what i'm trying to say she can still fulfill effective what god has called her to fulfill are you are you getting me church tonight Hallelujah. So to the LP, don't, don't, don't develop an entitlement mentality. Hallelujah. Don't, don't create a beggarly spirit. I was talking about you know, the story of a lady. You know, the, God impressed on the old man of God to actually, you know, support a child, a young child. You know, where I'm going to actually is after she was able to get her balance back, she was able to get back to work and then she remarried. She called that woman of God and said, ah, now, thank you, ma'am, for being a blessing. I'm now stable. Are you getting me church tonight? Some people will still be receiving and receiving and receiving and receiving and receiving. That's an entitlement mentality, a beggarly spirit. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. The last point I want you to actually raise there. For example, you know, you you probably got, like I was telling, you know, saying last week Sunday, I'm last week Wednesday, sorry. You know, um, God is not just how to bless any man, it's to make us a blessing. But the bus stop to becoming a blessing is being blessed. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? So God gives you a shoe. You don't have to be putting tissue inside the shoe. Give somebody. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? You know, I heard the story of a, a man of God. I heard the story of a man of God, you know. I mean, amazing. He got a, an amazing jacket. Lovely jacket. So his associate pastor told him and said, ah, Pastor, I'm going to see you all right. So he told his associate pastor, ah, City, I will wear it. Hallelujah. Do you know what he did? He now carried the suit. He sent it to the dry cleaner. He never knew that the dry cleaners, I mean, that particular jacket had a special way of dry cleaning it. Hallelujah. You know, and then the dry cleaners have a policy. It's far a long time ago. They have a policy that if they spoil your jacket, they are going to give you 100 naira. Hallelujah. So what did he do? He sent the jacket to a tailor to slim fit it, to reduce it. In house, before I wear it, let me send this jacket, you know, for them to actually dry clean. The jacket came back as a, <laughs> as a coat. You know, it had a special, you know, the jacket had a special way of being traded. So, he now went to meet God and God, what did I do wrong? He said, that was not for you. I sent it to you to give you a associate pastor. Do you understand me, Chicho, this, this evening? I said that word last week, it's very critical. God will keep sending things to us you know so we can actually be a channel of blessing like i said the bus stop to becoming a blessing is being blessed do you understand what i'm trying to say so if god cannot pass it through you he's not going to pass it to you glory to god hallelujah amen and amen principles that govern kingdom wealth and act that trigger them principles that govern kingdom wealth and act that trigger them hallelujah amen and amen so i just highlight three principles quickly and then we'll move on from there glory to god I want to read the principle of honor. First Peter chapter 2, verse 17. First Peter chapter 2, verse 17. It's critical that we actually you know, understand these things as they're going to help us and position us better in for the blessing that God has brought us to. First Peter chapter 2, verse 17. The Bible says, honor everyone. There's a scripture that says, honor everyone. Can I have that? Honor everyone, you know. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God and honor the king. Hallelujah. Honor is a critical, critical principle. A critical principle in the kingdom. A critical principle in the kingdom. Don't look down on anyone, you know, in the family of God. Hallelujah. Whether old, big, young, don't look down on anyone, you know, in the family of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I like to say this, that as you rise to life and make progress and succeed, you know, um, in your journey in life, don't forget the labors. I said it earlier. Don't forget the labors that produced you. Make a practice of servicing the altars where sacrifices were made for you. Make a practice. Make a practice. You were once a mentee to a mentor. You have a pastor. You have parents. 
you have somebody that mentored you in your workplace make a practice of servicing the altars yeah i know that sometimes we grow out of some particular mentorship i know that some relationship is just for a season but please don't 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 run away from servicing the altars that produced you the, the labors that produced you hallelujah send the seed amen and amen we're just considering the principle of honor the principle of honor and act that triggered them we must keep servicing servicing those altars amen and amen hallelujah glory to god amen number two the principle of association proverbs chapter 30 verse 20 he says says he who walks with the wise shall be wise a companion of fools you know shall um, be destroyed he said walk with the wise and become wise associate with fools and get in trouble i'm reading this scripture to bring this to our heart you know and it's just an adjustment to help us really You must be critically careful of the associations God introduced you, introduces you to. Because I'm, in, I'm, I'm connected by association to Tamutu doesn't mean I'm connected to our kind of spending. I don't know if you get how I mean. So this is what I want to bring out. So at the level you are, you must always understand associations. See, I'm not at the level where PG is. I can't raise my spending to where his spending is at the moment. I don't know if you get how I mean. If PG enters fish farm and blows money on five fishes, are we together? Are we together? Are we together on me tonight? I'm associated with him doesn't mean I should be operating or spending at his level. Are you with me sure tonight? Associations, many times we expose you or put you under pressure. I like to say, please, you must define what success and wealth is for you. So that you are not putting yourself under unnecessary pressure to become who you are not yet. Understand your journey. So I brought out this principle of association for you to understand, you know, the righteous limit of, of wealth. The righteous limit of prosperity. Hallelujah. You know, because you begin to say, oh, I'm, I'm, have, I'm having access to minister, I mean, by Pastor Akin. I remember at the time, you know, I was with my uncle. I didn't have a dime with me, right? And my uncle just called upon my uh, our um, driver at the time. You know, he just wanted to. He's a chess. He's vice president, currently vice president of you know chess association of Nigeria. You know, and all that stuff. And then he wanted to just invite a couple of his friends to the house. What did he do? He called the driver to go and buy four chairs, very amazing plastic chairs. How much was the money? One hundred and twenty thousand. Wow. I didn't have a dime. I was just like. <laughs> You know, he's at that level. He can spend a lot. He has labored and sacrificed. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? I should not say I received 150,000. Not very chess. See, the the edict I will have in my head. You know, and I was just I was learning a couple things. You know, I was learning a couple things. You know, I mean, one thing I told him is this. I mean, I made a request to him at the time. I said, see, don't don't give me your outcome. Give me your road. So. I don't want to become a beggarly person. My family need 20,000, 5,000, 10,000 per month. No, 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 no. That's you giving me your outcome. I can't, I can't become you or better than you if all I'm receiving is your outcome. Give me your journey. I'll become better than you. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Give me your journey, not your outcome. Not your outcome. You're just giving me just you know, some little stipends and little. But if you introduce me to your journey, that's what produced you. I also want to become who God has called me to be. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Don't give me bread, don't give me fish help me to know how to fish hallelujah glory to god so please very critical very critical the principle of association should not put you under pressure you know thereby causing you to put your spence under pressure hallelujah amen and amen i like to say this you must be careful not to get into the spending patterns of the people you are associated with when you are not yet at their level hallelujah when you are not yet at level be inspired by their journeys and know the things you should learn from them not their spence hallelujah Glory to God. Number three, very important. We are getting to it now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is a critical principle I want us to actually look into. Um, but before I, I, I get on this, I want us to read Ecclesiastes chapter 11, verse 1 to 6. I saw an amazing version today that I really like and I want us to actually use. Ecclesiastes chapter 11, 1 to 6. Are we getting something tonight? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. So I'm reading from the GNT. I don't know the name of that version, but I saw it. 
you know what what attracted me gnta i don't know but i'm just going to read it and maybe any other version that is kind of close to it so i actually want to bring out the word investment out of it ecclesiastes chapter 11 verse 1 to 6 the bible says invest your money in foreign trade and one of these days you will make a profit verse 2 put your investment in several places many places even because you never know what kind of bad luck you are going to have in this world we are not going to have bad luck hallelujah glory to god we are directed by the spirit of god amen and amen verse three all right when clouds are heavy the rains come down verse two let's take verse two quickly verse two but divide your investment among many places for you do not know what risks might lie ahead all right is that is that in, that's better all right that's fair <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's, that's where I'm going to. I want to read the scripture to actually someone and say it. Verse 3. When clouds are heavy, the rains come down. Whether a tree falls not to south, it stays where it falls. Verse 4. Verse 4. Farmers will wait for perfect weather never plants. If they watch every cloud, they, they never harvest. Verse 5. Just as you cannot understand the part of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in his mother's womb, so you cannot understand the activity that wood does all things. Verse 6 now. Glory to God. Plant your seed in the morning and keep busy all afternoon for you don't know if profit will come from one activity or the other or maybe both. Glory to God. You know, in organizations, organizations have something they call the RICS. Um, how do they put it now? RICS profile. For every organization, every organization has their RICS profiling. You know, um, some people are RICS averse. Some people are RICS... Um, what's the word now? RICS averse... Um, Rick stakers, you know, I mean, we, we've learned they are the rigs, they are the returns and all that stuff and things like that. So sometimes you actually, you know, you have to calculate what your rigs appetite is to define the kind of investment you can go into. Hallelujah. So this is where I'm going to tonight. This is really going to bless us. It's a major principle I want to communicate to our heart. You know, um, I'm learning it and then I'm practicing it as God helps me. I need to put that caveat, but it's just a conversation I actually want to have, you know, with us tonight. Glory to God. Hallelujah going to alter our psychology a bit or what we have learned a bit but let's listen very well a principle i want to communicate to our heart is this invest learn to invest in trickles and spend in bulk should i take that again church should i take that again church learn to invest in trickles and spend in bulk can we echo it together so it came from you (laughs) what did i say church Learn to invest in prequels and spend in bulk. This is what I mean. Normally, you should say to me that learn to spend in in trickles and invest in bulk, right? As long as you spend every day, you should be investing every day. Church, are you getting me tonight? Are you getting me tonight? I understand that a couple of us probably people that are entrepreneurs, you know, you get your money in daily. Some people are actually salary earners. That might not seemingly get to work with you. But I want to say this to your heart. As long as you let it, it's not just about the, um, the amount of the money. It's about the principle and the discipline. Are you a mature tonight? Let's do, learn to invest in trickles and spend the bulk. Look at it. Investing in trickles. Some people always say that I'm waiting till I have the 100,000, 150,000, 200,000 before I begin to invest. What I mean to say is this. It's never going to be easy for you to start investing if you're waiting for that big chunk. So the principle and the discipline is learn to invest in trickles. I didn't say save in trickles. Hallelujah. I'll get to it very shortly. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. As much as possible, let's try as much as possible to reduce the money we have in savings. Because our savings is open to risk of inflation. Do you understand how I made tonight? So rather than investing in savings, and rather than putting your money in savings account or savings, whatever, you probably get to see how much you can put in investment. You know, we learned that you know during the financial intelligence series, I mean financial intelligence service. I'm just putting a voice to it. So my word tonight is invest in trickles and save in bulk. No, invest in trickles and spend in bulk. This is it. So as long as you spend every day, you should be investing every day. Do you understand me? The gist is this. The devil is out for our resources. And then there are expenses all around the place that are actually fighting for our financial providence. So the discipline is as long as you are spending every day, you should have a track. So discipline now is this. You must at least have a track. There must be that one month you sit down and literally be like a private school student. 
Because you must have a financial projection of your spent per month to be able to have it struck. Do you understand me? You know, you, you actually, you, you have um, transport expenses, you have, you know, data expenses, you have, you know, um, rental expenses. You have to put your rent. For example, if you're in the UK or some other place in the Western world, our rental will have been monthly. But in this part of, of, of town or part of the world, we do it you know, on a yearly basis, which is very, 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 very naughty. You are giving them the money that you should be investing. It's very, very bad, actually. I mean, if, given that 1.5 million, you know, I could have used 1.2 million. That's opportunity lost. That was 1.2 million I've used to invest to get some more money. Do you understand me tonight? It's a very vulgar project, but I don't know. Probably we're going to get there. We still need to work something around our real estate, you know, in this country. So make that discipline to actually track how much you spend on a monthly basis. And then you can then trickle it down to how much do I actually spend on a daily basis. So this is the word now. For example, if you're a salary earner, you're earning, say, maybe 500,000 naira. I'm just putting it at that mid, you know, to just help, you know, everybody to be able to capture. I know people are actually earning higher than that. You know, some people are probably earning lower than that. Say, for example, you're earning 500,000 naira, you know, and your costs of expenses on a monthly basis, right, is, say, 100,000 naira. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Pastor Akin will be able to help me on this very clearly. When they are introducing a product into town, there's something they call the break-even point. The break-even point is when the losses you have actually been made, you then, is that point where you begin to make profits. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? For example, you have invested like a, a million dollars in a particular product to bring it to market. You know, your profit doesn't start until you have first broken, you have made that one million dollars. Are you a mature tonight? I'm going somewhere. I'm trying to bring that. So it's at that point to begin to now make profit. So I'm saying to you that every of your expenses is a negative on your books. Do you understand me? So if you are handing 500,000 naira, I mean, you're, we can't debate it. You're tight. 50K first. You don't have any debate on that. You know? So you have 450. So say, for example, you are actually expending, say, 100,000 out of that 450. How much do you have left? 350. You will not be able to get to this point if you have not actually made a track. So now, the point where your expenses turns to zero is when you are good on a financial position. Let me explain better. So you've taken out of your tithe out of 500. You have 450 less, right? If your expense is 150, I tell to save you, the least you can actually invest out of that 350 is 150. Did you get it? At that point, you have negated your expenses. Do you understand me? So the actual earning you're actually having is 350. So out of that 350, you must first negate your expenses. So you must begin to see your expense as an investment for your productivity. Are you getting me tonight? Should I take it again? Are you getting me? So you're handing 500, tied 50, then that's 450. Your expense is 100. So out of that 350 that is meaning, you must first take out 100. Pay multi, close out, gap expenses, you know. At that point, you can now begin to see how much can you invest out of the 250. It's not about the material. It's about the principle and the discipline. Do you understand me, church? So I said, invest in trickles and spend in bulk. So for those that probably earn on a daily basis, maybe you're an entrepreneur, it's easy for you to do to track your expenses. But as, as, a, as a monthly earner too, you must be able to actually scale down. How much am I actually earning on, I mean, how much am I actually spending on a daily basis? And track it and do you understand the formula I just put out? The second one is what? What's the second one? Invest in, what did I say? Invest in what? Trickles and spending bulk. Now, this is it. So there's a guideline. Spending in bulk now has three kids to it. No, it's not. Mommy, it's very, it's very simple. So this is how it works. For example, Pastor Ayo is not here. Pastor Ayo knows that one of the things that actually catches him is when he enters a place where there are books and shoes. Yeah? So everybody should actually have a maximum limit of how much you can spend at the goal. Are you getting me sure tonight? So spending in bulk is what I'm talking about now. Do you observe that the rich always become the rich always become rich and the poor become poor? Let me make it, make it very simple. When we used to have such a water, think about the poor person that goes to buy such a water, 13 naira, 13 naira, 24 times. I mean, how many bags are in? How many such is one bag? 20. A poor man will actually spend 200 naira. A rich man will buy one bag of 120. Are you getting me tonight? So that's what I'm trying to say. Spend in bulk. Spend in bulk. If you don't have the amount 
Buying in bulk, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, buying buy in bulk. That's you spending, you know. Because even in bulk, you have discount purchase. You have the bargaining power of buyers. Are you getting me sure tonight? You have the bargaining power. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Don't be part of that people that you would go to the market. You will buy a wa. What's the name of that wa? That you will cook and cook and cook and cook and cook. So you are buying the beans cheaper, but you're expending gas on it. <laughs> do, do you understand? Don't go to the market and just at a tosi tosi No 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 no. Those ones that is big, you can save it for later. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Are you getting me sure tonight? <laughs> We all know these things. We all know these things where we purchase things. I mean, some, of pe- some people are probably just used to the malls and all that stuff and things like that. Well, malls are always many times unit pricings and things like that. But when you go to Oja Marina or Oja Kiniko, buy a carton. As long as you can, you have a, I don't want to go to technical, holding, ordering cost and holding cost. As long as you have a good storage system that can store it, it's not going to get bad and all that stuff. Just buy in bulk. Hallelujah. Are you in Metro tonight? And now, what I'm now saying is this. You must have a maximum limit of how much you can spend at a go. And you must also have an accountability partner. Say, for example, Pastor, Pastor Ayo enters that shoe shop. She has an accountability partner. <laughs> Flicky babe. Pastor Flicky babe. Multitude wash shoe. Everybody has a price. Some people is earrings. Some people, you must know that thing that actually makes you not even think. You just drop that money. I don't think so. You must set the control around it. Church, are you getting me tonight? You must know your weak point in spending. Have you spent some money as a transfer? Now, the only money I feel there's validation to be able to send without thinking is maybe spouse or couples. At least if you send that money, because love can make you do some things. If you love him, you will serve him. You will give to him. If you love her, you will give to her. But at least I know that if Pastor I can send to Sister Tosin, so I'm saying to say that his money is still safe. He's still he's still in the company transfer. He's still an intercompany. He's still an intercompany transfer. What I'm saying is every time you know that you are entering that bookshop, communicate to your spouse. So like I said, have a maximum limit you can spend at the goal. Do you understand? Then have an accountability partner to be able to, when you're spending, because Jesus is spending in bulk, it just helps you. It helps you not to spend what you don't really need. And many times, have you spent you, this 100k came to you and it's because you are spending in trickles. You can actually track. But say for example, somebody comes to sell a shirt of, I'd rather save up to be able to buy a shirt of maybe 15,000 or 20,000 or 25,000 Oh, see, the moment I want to bring that 25,000, I know that I'm buying something worthful. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Well, if the level you currently are, well, 3,000, 5,000, whatever it is, just to ensure you are buying in bulk. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Don't go and buy a shirt of one, two, that after two weeks, Otisha. When you look at it, no, look at it now. When you buy one, two shirt, five shirts, one, two, and then you can't use it more than two months. My shirt that is one, maybe I bought two shirts. I'm just maybe too white. Do you understand? 5,000, 10,000. I'm ironing it, dry cleaning. My own shirt will last better. You would have bought more. I'm trying to say that the poor will keep becoming poor. The poor will keep becoming poor. The poor will keep becoming poor. Because they spend more. Why? Because more, more not 5,000, 10,000. If you calculate the money you entry to enter Marua and all that, you know, just trust God for your car. <laughs> well, fur is quite expensive now, but I'm just saying to you, it helps you to be able to plan. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's go to the third thing. Money facts and right approach to giving. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I like to say that what comes to your mind, please listen, church. Whatever comes to your mind, every, whatever comes to your mind first, every time some amount of money drops, tells who or what really has your heart. If the first thing that comes to your mind is that shoe, I'm just saying this shoe. Thank you, Pastor. Is not here tonight. That shoe or that shirt, you know, you need to probably check it. A millionaire comes to your heart. 
Yeah, I know there are certain things we have needs. School fees is there and all that stuff. You want to buy that car. But what I'm saying, I'm bringing this statement to help us realign our heart. The first thing that must come to your heart is God. How do you want me to disperse of these resources? Just like I said last week, son, I mean, last week when you said Luke 12, 21, you know, I mean, rather than say, I will say to myself, rather than say to your God, Lord, how do you want me to actually dispense of this resource? How do you want me to actually invest these resources? Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Amen and amen. So, God first and all others next. God first and all others next. I, I say this statement, I learned it from Pastor Bill Harbels, 2016. You know, and then I will explain it. But number two, we are still on the money fact. Having money invested helps strategic leaders make healthy decisions in a time of crisis. Having money invested helps strategic leaders make, you know, um, healthy decisions in time of crisis and strengthens or secures your bargaining power. For example, now, I mean, look at the COVID-19 period. You know, we've learned about the VUCA model, volatility, uncertainty, complexities, you know, and ambiguities and all that stuff. Times of complexities, times where there is crisis around. When you have money invested, there is at least, that can give you a hard position to be able to decide better. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? But when you make decisions under duress, you will spend more than you didn't plan for. Are you getting me, church? You will spend more than you didn't plan for. And that's why I'm saying all this to get us to that point. That first contract we said last week. You know, being rich towards God and having investments. Do you understand me? Church, do you understand me? And I've said, we've learned tonight, invest in trickles. Don't invest in bulk. Hallelujah. I believe that probably by the last Sunday, I'll see if I was back to that financial intelligence. I've listened to it like maybe five times this week. Mokonje is helping me too because I'm making decisions. You know? It's, he has highlighted a couple things, mutual funds and all that stuff, the things that we can begin to invest in. These are just reminders, you know, for us. Glory to God. Are we getting blessed? We've been getting blessed, right? Hallelujah. So, number three. Money is a seed. I'm saying this to help us, you know, value money. Money is a seed with life in it. What gives it life is the life you spend to acquire it. Why do you feel bad when they reduce your salary? Hallelujah. They will always say, what did this man achieve in his lifetime? Hallelujah. Glory to God. So our work hours are actually our life. So at the end of the month, you're handing 500,000. What they are saying to you is the 30 days of life you give to us by 500,000. Are you getting me? So money is a seed with life in it. The life you spend to get it is actually the life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So you must not just throw your money. I said that to say you must not just throw your money all around the place. Even if you are giving people, you still get to get this and give with that sense of responsibility. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Give to people. Give. Don't just throw money all around. You see our politicians all year and they're just they didn't make that money. And that's why they're just spending and trained all around the place. Because life was not involved. Hallelujah. Even Jesus spoke to his disciples. He said, these words I speak to you are spirit and life. Oh, hallelujah. See guys, this time that I'm spending to you is my life I'm sharing with you. Somebody spends two hours with you. That's his life, his exchange for value. Hallelujah. So respect it. Respect time. Respect value. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Right approach to giving. As we see in Matthew chapter 6, verse 19 and 20, Jesus was speaking. He says, don't lay just up for yourself treasures here on earth. Lay up for yourself treasures in heaven. Hallelujah. Let's read that scripture. Matthew chapter 6, 19 to 20. Matthew 6, 19 to 20. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. The Bible says, do not lay up for yourself treasures just here on earth. I think I like a version. Maybe the Passion Translation. bring him one or two to your heart. Don't keep hoarding for yourself headly treasures that can be stolen by thieves. Material wealth eventually rusts, decays and loses value. This is to exemplify how that see every investment and possible investment you have invested in the things of God. Someone of God, something of God, some way of God. Just invest it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen and amen. Just like that guy, you know, as we saw in Luke chapter 12, verse 21, he, he, he laid up, like I said, God is not against we laying up, but we are also rich towards him. Invest in the cause of God. Least Africa is blessing lives. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Invest in causes like that. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. So, you must be willing to give out what you cannot keep to have what you cannot lose. You must be willing to give out what you cannot keep to have what you cannot lose. You know, I want to reference a former British Prime Minister, Winston Churchill. He captures it another way. He said, we make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. 
We make a living by what we get, but we make a life by what we give. I want to highlight on something. I'm still on the giving matter now. Um, I'm beginning to find out that in more recent times that believers, a certain couple of believers, are not actually kingdom sowers. They are emotional givers. And I'll explain it very quickly. Let me read this that I have so I can just buttress that one. Many Christians, and we must get off this, this lane, many Christians give to assuage their emotional feeling, not because they're actually fulfilling the principle of sowing and giving. I say to you, some believers, some Christians prefer to have a pastor that they will be giving out of pity. I like to say to every man of God here, see, there is nothing to be pity that you are called by God. Every time you see by pity what God is designed to give you my mercy, you reduce the blessing that God has presented for you. Don't present the calling as a, it's a high calling. Let's get it right first. Every time may begin to give to you out of pity, what God has designed to give you out of mercy, you're actually in the wrong side. Hallelujah. It doesn't mean you should be acting up what you don't have, but every time you begin to post your place and then you are reducing God, it's the God that calls you, we take care of you. As long as in, you are in the will of God, nobody can treat you in the will of God. And he knows how to take care of you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, back to what I was saying. Many believers tend to give their emotional givers rather than their actually kingdom principle sowers. How do I mean? They prefer to have a pastor that they will keep giving emotionally. Pastor, Egba. Egba seed, Egba seed. Rather than actually fulfilling a principle of sowing and giving. They prefer to have a pastor that will keep needing them. So, when the pastor goes to a point where they don't really... When it doesn't really need what they have, I mean, what they are giving materially, they stop giving. That's not it. That's not it. So when you get to a point where you feel, ah, multi, at a happy, we've helped them to a point where they don't know. You are actually giving emotionally and you are robbing yourself. Many people say, oh, we are giving, we are giving. I'm not getting the benefit of it. It's because you have been giving wrongly. And that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, bringing this point home tonight. So we can get the best of every of our givings. Are you with me tonight? You don't give emotionally. Hallelujah. I can't approach Pastor Akin now and say, oh, I have this 10,000 naira. Let me bring it home. And then he's saying that he doesn't want it. That's he not allowing me to get the benefit of the kingdom. Because I'm trying to work a principle of the kingdom. Are you getting me? He doesn't need that 10,000, but I need it to work a principle. Are you, are you getting me, church? Are you getting me, church? And I will not because, say, for example, now. Ah, who is that person? Okay, let me, let me use my brother, Brother Elisius. I'm currently probably pastoring, you know, the church. I'm chosen by church at the moment. And then he says, about 50k, you know, as my friend, you know, well, I'm going to enjoy the 50k. But if he wants to, if he wants to walk the principle of giving, he's not going to give. I'm not trying to exhaust myself yet. Now. I'm just trying to give a point home. Give us unto the servant of the Lord. Are you getting me church tonight? Not just as a friend. I, I don't think I'm if you actually want to walk the principle of the kingdom of sowing and giving. Are you getting my point tonight? Are you getting my point tonight? Not that I'm trying to exalt myself or anything, but give. And if it's if it's ahead, giving higher, even giving lower. Are you getting me church tonight? It's not a function of Modagbajulo or Odagbajumilo. It's you walking a principle of the kingdom. Even if it, I if I have the point and it's impressed in my heart to give to um, Mr. Shegunlalapo, I give as unto a servant of the Lord because I'm not doing as unto him. I'm doing as unto the Lord, and I'm not giving as just about ten thousand. Yeah, it won't happen. No. Mm-mm. I'm, I'm not, I can't get the best of that principle. Are you getting me what I'm trying to say? Is that quite clear? Woo. So, giving or receiving out of pity rather than out of mercy. Many Christians give to assuage their feelings or emotions. They give to keep their pastors in the ground states. Let giving be from love and conviction. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. <laughs> Have a right heart. I'm on the second thing now. You know, I'm just probably under the right approach to giving. We, we left off the money fact and then right approach to giving. The first thing is giving or receiving our pity. The second thing is have a right heart position to give to God and his causes. Do it well with all sense of privilege. One, thank God for the opportunity to give and let your default mood be always to bless hallelujah let your default mode be always you know to bless glory to god uh, 
let me take this and then I'll begin to wrap up. How to actually get the best out of your giving. Some people say, oh, I give my offerings, I give my seed, but I'm not, it's not you then. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is just a principle I want us to see. So what do you do after you give? Offerings, your seed, your first fruits, your almsgiving. When it comes to the tithe, tithe is a principle. Hallelujah. There is really nothing, just do it. It's a principle. It says, I mean, bring you all the tithes and prove me therewith. So every time we bring our tithe, we put in a position where he's actually opening the windows of heaven to us and commanding a blessing. Do you understand that? We don't even have room to actually be able to take it. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Hallelujah. So that's the, that's the tithe. It's a principle. Just give it out of love and conviction. The motivation for our tithe is love and conviction. Hallelujah. The mo- motiv- I don't want to go into that. There's no motive. I need to explain it. So the motivation for our tithe is love and conviction. Just do it. So as far as hams, offering seeds is concerned, we need to learn this principle. It's going to really help us. Uh, Mark 4 verse 28. Mark 4 28. Mark 4 26 28. I just read that and then I will just get a close out tonight. Amen and amen. I actually had one slide but let's just keep it up tonight. What do you do after you give? Mark 4 verse 26 28. And he said Jesus also said, please let's listen church please. Jesus also said the kingdom of God is like a farmer who scatters seed on the ground. Verse 27. Verse 27. Night and day, while he is asleep or awake, the seed sprouts and grows. So that seed you are sowing is taking time. Hallelujah. Don't just sow and just leave it there. You thank God for it. You speak over your seeds. Are you mature tonight? You said the seed sprouts and grows, but it does not understand how it happens. Verse 28. The earth produces the crops. So this is the process of how the earth actually produces. Remember in Genesis 8, 8 verse 26, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest. Hallelujah. Cold and is it cold and winter? Winter and summer? Cold and eat, winter and summer shall not cease. So there is a principle of the seed. As long as you sow in the right ground, you know, the right seed, hallelujah, the right time. Glory to God. There's a show harvest. The earth produces the crops on its own first, a leaf. So it's a process. So your seeds, your offerings, they are actually yielding. Hallelujah. So don't use your mouth to truncate the process of your seed or your offerings actually yielding results. Do you understand me, church, tonight? And don't just, don't get to a habit where we, we give and give, we give our offerings every Sunday and you, you become normal about it. So every time, so this scripture is to every time tonight you are going to collect offering, you must apply this principle. Every time you are giving, don't just give. Mm-mm. For the tithe, it's a principle. But for your, your, tithe, your offerings, your seed, your hams, and all that stuff, your first food, you must apply this principle. And you must keep thanking God for it. Are you getting me church tonight? But this process, you understand, first, a leaf blade pushes out. Hallelujah. You know, through, then the heads of wheat are formed. And finally, the grain ripens. But Clavashon said, and the full corn. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we must get to a point where we have given and we become normal about it. We give on a Wednesday and we just give it just straight. You must apply the principle of giving. Hallelujah. Please let's rise tonight. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This message is brought to you by the Lighthouse Christian Outreach Center. The Lighthouse, House 7, Plot 2, Slash 3, Kudratabiola Way, Oregon, Ikeja, Lagos. For inquiries, please log on to www.lighthousenggy.org for more.